If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. Welcome. This is Passive Prospecting YouTube for Real Estate as we get started in today's room. uh, Thank you for joining us today. And our subject of the day is how to write a book. (laughs) So uh, clearly today is the launch date of Passive Prospecting. If you're in our clubhouse room right now, then that's pinned at the top. If you're And uh, if you're listening on the podcast later down the road, then this is in our show notes as well. Uh, Just go to Amazon, actually make a note of that, Chrissy, that we should just add the direct um, Amazon link on on the podcast there as well. And and uh, today we're just going to kind of talk about the process and how to write a book. And, uh, you know, mainly I think it's 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 a lot, but. It's very simple. It's not really complicated. It's uh, something that you can do, uh, you know, on your own, and depending on how you want to go about doing that. So I have I've written a couple of books before, but they I would say they were little pet projects. Uh, one was one I just I put together uh, ten I don't know ten over ten years ago, and that was just something I had no clue what I was doing at all whatsoever. And was just really experimenting around, and I wouldn't even say it's. I I I never really deemed it as a real book, uh, just because I worked uh, through this company I think called Author House was it uh, self publishing type of scenario, not really a lot of direction, not really a lot of uh, reach or or anything like that. So there. I wouldn't recommend that now and the book I put together is just it was really more like a picture book and you know today I look at that and I'm I'm like my goodness that was terrible <laughs> but at the time it seemed like it was really cool and I just put together uh different pictures and things that I had took uh, in Iraq and I thought I was kind of telling a story but I really wasn't I, well I mean I mean I kind of told a little bit of a story but it was uh, it's just not great if you were to find that if you were to find that it's it's something one of those things actually i think we were just talking about this uh, by the way we're live as well so if you happen to be with us live today we're live in our facebook group and on youtube as we're uh, talking about the launch today but <clears throat> but uh you know i think one of the things that we we're just talking about or chrissy was with somebody on our live stream was concerned about making bad videos well guess what everybody does it <laughs> everybody does it at the beginning Uh, And you just get better. I think we're all bad at things when we start or we're not as good as we will be on things that we start. And the main thing is, is that you have to get started and you have to start somewhere and you have to improve and get better. And that's what will allow you to become, you know, more successful over time and become a master at your craft and at your, you know, uh, your what you're working on. And so for me, that book is really a uh, a timestamp of what I did, uh, which was probably longer. Maybe that was 15 years ago, actually. Yeah, I believe that was maybe 2008, maybe 2009, whenever I put that together. Just a little combination of some pictures I took in Iraq, and I edited them, and I thought that I was a really good photo editor at the time, and I really wasn't. All I did was just <laughs> oversaturate the photos, and 
And then I, I pieced together a minimal story with it, not even really a full, complete story. Uh, it was just more of captions, I would say. Uh, maybe it was a 25-page book, uh, you know? So uh, it, it, it's more like a pocketbook um, about, my, about being deployed in Iraq. And I didn't really share a lot of details or anything. Uh, it, it's so, and I look back at that now and I just think, oh my goodness, I, I don't want to say embarrassed, but it's not something that I ever really promote or talk about. Because if I look at that, again, I just think it was poorly executed. But at the time, in 2009, whenever I did that, you know, I, I was working at the office of the pharmaceutical company. That was that, that section of my life whenever I... Uh, worked at the corporate office of a pharma company and everybody there everybody there thought it was really cool they thought it was awesome i mean it, you know i i sold probably 40 copies uh pretty much every one to every person in the office and that was about the extent of my reach and it was just a little project that i did and i thought was kind of cool but i look at back at that now and i'm just like oh my goodness uh poorly executed not very well put together uh anything else um anyways so that was it you know now uh there was round 2 and what i and and again i did not really spend a lot of time on typing anything out i mean the, the i think it was very basic it was it's almost more like a children's book <laughs> maybe that's the best way to describe it is as a children's book uh, so, and you'll probably find that if you search my name on Amazon, you're probably going to pop up that book. It's called Iraq Unclassified. Uh, nothing special. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend any money on it. I'm just saying that. Now, round two, the book I published, uh, in 2020 was I Healed Naturally and You Can Too. And that, that, that documented my health journey. So, uh, you know, for those that know my story, uh, I came home from Iraq with a digestive disease, which ultimately was diagnosed as ulcerative colitis. Uh, I went four years undiagnosed from Iraq. So I got home from Iraq in 2006. Uh, I went till 2009 was whenever I finally got diagnosed because I was stubborn and I was having a lot of digestive problems, but I was in and out of remission. And I also didn't want to know what was going on really. Um, and I was just stubborn, you know, typical military guy, right. From the country. That's the way I was. And then 20, uh, 2009, I finally, uh, went to see a doctor. He sent me to a GI doctor. I got a colonoscopy and they were like, yeah, you got ulcerative colitis. I was like, okay, cool. Well, you're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. So I'd started taking medication until 2013. Then 2013 came and I lost 50 pounds in a single month. I went from 190 to 140, and it was extreme. I was bedridden, disabled. It nearly killed me, and it was the absolute worst time in my life. The next three months was absolute hell. Uh, the amount of pain, discomfort, everything that I went through was just uh, made me consider living, really. Uh, I, there were several times that I, I wanted it to be over. And every night I went to bed, I did not think, and I, whenever I say went to bed, I say I was just trying to get an hour or two worth of sleep. I did not, I was so sleep deprived because I would have to go to the bathroom like every hour. I was literally in the bathroom like 24 times a day, every hour. 
And that's why I could not hold on any weight. That's why I lost so much weight because my body just wanted everything out of it. It, it, I couldn't hold in any food or water. And I'm not talking about it coming through my mouth either. So it was not a pleasant experience uh, at all. But for three months, because I had lost 50 pounds and the, the cramping and the discomfort and the trips to the bathroom was just so much that... Uh, when I tried to lay down, the problem was I, not only did that sleep deprive me, uh, but also like my hip bones. If you if you see some of my pictures, you know my hip bones, my tailbone, all of that was exposed. Like you could see it. I looked like I was in a concentration camp, really. And so whenever I was and I and I could not walk around either. So other than just to the bathroom, I had no energy, and I'd have to get back from the bathroom to the bed. And then laying down on your hips and your tailbone, I, I was, they were completely exposed. They would just get sore and rubbed. Uh, it was just terrible. And that went on for three months. And I just thought there's no way. Um, every time at night, I thought there's no, I'm gonna, uh, there's no way I'm going to wake up and, and be alive. And, and uh, that, that just went on, over, I mean, just nonstop and, and for three months and there were several times that I, I thought about, it. I was like, I, I just, you know, please, you know, I was like, God, just take me, just, you just take me, just get it over with. Uh, I mean, it was that bad. And, but we kept looking for answers. You know, I went to four different GI doctors. None of them got me well. And by God's grace, I found a natural doctor. You know, the natural doctor was the one that said, hey, let's change your diet and put you on some vitamins. And I was like, wait a second. These four GI doctors told me diet doesn't matter. <laughs> he was like, yeah, diet is, has everything to do with it. And they, the GI doctors were like, no, diet doesn't matter. You're going to be on medication. Let's cut out your colon. Let's remove it. Um, you know, give you a colostomy bag for the rest of your life. That was their solution. Natural doctor was like, no, let's just change your diet, you know put you on some vitamins. And that was it. Within within three weeks, within three weeks, I started to get better. And it was my cramping stopped, the pain stopped. I was able to, you know, take in food. So anyways, I, you know, that over the next five years, that happened 2013. So 2014 to 2019, it took me a full year to recover. Um, took me a full year to recover, but I considered myself cured whenever I hit the five-year mark. And at the five-year mark, uh, I had had zero signs or symptoms, so I considered myself cured. And so 2020, whenever everything shut down, that's whenever I decided to write all of that down, my whole healing process. I ended up seeing five different natural doctors, and I literally typed out that whole um you know, that whole book uh, on basically a Word doc. You know, I just got on a Word doc and I just uh, wrote my outline. And so that's, I guess that would be the first part I would recommend. Whether you're going to type this out or speak it or whatever the case may be, you know, write out your outline. If you've got topics for a book or something that you're thinking about doing, this could even be a digital course or something, then make your outline. Making your outline will make everything so much easier because then you can just start to take everything on, you know, step by step. So if you start with your outline, and that's what I did on my, on my book, I Healed Naturally and You Can Too, 
is I, you know, wrote my outline. So basically my chapters, the, you know, the intro and, and, and just type that out. And then I just started, okay, well, here's chapter one, <laughs> you know, what, what happened or whatever I'd titled it. I don't remember at this point, but I just started to walk through uh, that and just literally type it out. And then, again, this was during the summer of 2020 during COVID, everything was shut down. So I didn't have much going on. You know, my business had just uh, shut down as well. And I was looking for, you know, my next move, which ultimately would lead me to real estate. But during that time, I had a gap. You know, there was several months, you know, that my uh, my business stopped April 1st, 2020. So April, May, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah, five months, five months. I, I was not moving into real estate. I was doing something else. I was exploring investor courses and I was thinking I was going to be a real estate investor. Uh, but at the same time, I thought this book was something that I've been wanting to document, you know, and write down over the last five years. First of all, it was my dream to make it to five years of good health and no signs or symptoms. So I could say I was cured by the way, I've never even uh, taken an Advil over the last 10 years. You know, it's 2023. Now that happened in 2013. It's been 10 years and I've never had a single sign or symptom of ulcerative colitis. Uh, I, I eat what I want. I still maintain a very healthful diet and exercise, but if I want ice cream, I'll eat ice cream. You know, If I want chocolate cake, I'm gonna eat a chocolate cake. That stuff does not bother me anymore because I built up my immune system and rebuilt my colon naturally. So I'm not worried about that now, But um, but the thing is is that 2019, I considered myself cured because I hit that five-year mark. And 2020, I just decided it was time to write the book because I didn't want to write the book and then, uh, you know, <laughs> relapse or, you know, fall back into into sickness or something like that. Although, wouldn't have wouldn't have taken anything away from it, I don't think. But still, that was just my own perception. So I typed it all out, everything, typed it word for word on a Word doc. And whenever I got done, I went through a KDP program, Kindle Direct Publishing, and that's a program through Amazon where you can you can self-publish a book. Uh, really, I don't I don't know if there's a minimum, maybe five pages. I don't know, uh, but you know, Amazon now does print on demand. So if you go through the KDP program and you've got a work doc uh, work doc uh, document, you can get that formatted you know, to fit KDP specifics. And by the way, you can go on Fiverr or Upwork or something like that and actually search KDP formatting and find somebody that will take a PDF or a Word doc and format it into a Kindle Direct Publishing format. And what that allows you to do is you can upload it, you know, through that online, have your cover design, which by the way, you can also do that on Fiverr, just search KDP graphic designer and you'll find somebody that will can format a cover and a back cover and a spine for of the book uh, based on the dimensions. So do you want an eight by five book? You want an eight and a half by five and a half book? You want a nine by 11 book? So, you know, all of that matters. You have to put in all those dimensions. And then from there, you can upload everything with your cover art, all that stuff. And, and you've got a book. That's it. You've got a book. It's self-published. Uh, you own the rights to it, but then 
you know, you're you're getting royalties. Um, Amazon's going to take a piece of that, but it's print on demand. It's 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 prime print on demand. So you don't have to buy inventory. You don't have to stock Amazon. If somebody orders your book, they will literally print that and ship it out um, two-day prime. And that's a huge advantage, a huge opportunity that anybody can take advantage of that right now. If you've been sitting on a book or an idea or something like that, this is the time that you could easily document that and self-publish it. Now, self-promotion is... is uh, is all what you're going to have to work from as well. So it's going to be up to you. Amazon's not going to do anything for you. Just publishing it on Amazon does not, not mean everybody's going to run from the hills to buy it. So you will have to work on self-promotion. And, uh, you know, and, and that book, I did that in 2020. I think I still have like one, maybe two reviews on that book. Uh, just because, again, very, very niche down. Uh, very, very niche down. And then also I did pretty much zero promotion for it. But it does help now because whenever I get off a stage, uh, because I do talk about my health journey, if I get off a stage or a podcast or something like that, I'm, I'm, it blows me away how many people will come up to me and say, Levi, I have a digestive issue or my spouse has one or my kids have one or my, my mom, my dad has suffered with Crohn's or colitis, you know, something like that. It's just... There's so many people out there, you know, fighting their own quiet battles and you just don't know, but they will come up to me after I speak and say, man, thank you so much for sharing. It's so inspiring. By the way, how'd you do it? You know, how'd you do it? And it's a great way for me to say, cause I'm not getting rich off of that book. I'll tell you that right now. But I say, look, I've got a book on Amazon. Uh, everything's documented. So it saves me a tremendous amount of time. I don't have to to tell the same story over and over again, but also it gives people a resource somewhere where they can go and, you know, read it on their own time, on their own schedule and, and understand, uh, you know, maybe it will help them out. So for me, that's a great opportunity to share what helped me get well with other people without having to tell that story over and over and over again, or all the details, or, you know, only have five minutes to chat after a talk or a speech or something where sometimes time is limited or there's a lot of other people around trying to ask other questions, I can just say, hey, look, you can get the whole story for 15 bucks. You know, I mean, it's on Amazon and then it's helped so many people. And that's what's really the most important thing for me is, is the helping of people. It's not uh, it's just not going to be a, a bestseller in that book. <laughs> Probably not. I say I don't want to say never, but. And but again, I'm not promoting it. And the one thing for me is that uh, I, I knew that's not where I wanted. I didn't want to turn my business into that either, because clearly there's people that uh, develop protocols or systems or things like that to help people. But I didn't see a path there. I think that's just something very touchy. Of course, I'm not a medical doctor or a nurse. So, uh, you know, giving medical advice or even that documenting, you know, things in that book, I had to very, you know, I had to put the disclaimer that it's all my opinions and my experiences and, and what I found that helped me, you know, can't guarantee that for anybody else. But I think people really need to work with a licensed doctor, preferably a licensed natural doctor, uh, you know, to, to find their own journey. 
I just didn't want to go down that road. So I didn't want to turn that into a business because I, I mean, I probably could have gotten some speaking opportunities. I probably could have done some coaching and, you know, things like that. But I didn't see, I just didn't see where that was a good fit for me. And, you know, and that's why I didn't pursue that. But I still wanted to put, document everything in a book to be able to pass that on. And this is what I have these discussions with agents all the time is that, you know, they look at what we're doing and what we've built out, especially on the course side and the educational side. And, and I'm saying, look, you've, most of these agents I know have two, three, four times the amount of experience that I do. But what is your superpower? How have you built your business over the past, you know, three, four, five, ten 10 years? Well, there, you probably have one main lead source, one main income source, and that's driving 30, 50% of your business, maybe 60 or 70. And document that. The, the, the quicker you can document that through a, a process, uh, what that allows you to do is number one, anybody you bring onto your team, it's a documented process that you can easily pass on to them. You don't have to train them every single time on exactly what to do. Number two, you're going to run into people that don't want to join your team, which is great. That's fine. No problem. And that's the way you monetize it. You know, that's you sell it to the people that don't want to join your team or maybe they're in another state. But if you had a step by step process of exactly how to convert, you know, 50 FISBOs into 10 listings uh, or something like that, you know, every 50 FISBO calls I get, I get 10 listings or every, you know, 50 expired calls I make, I, I get 15 listings. Uh, you know, every uh, 100 doors I knock on, I get two listings. Uh, every uh, cold call, every 200 cold calls I make, I get two listings. You know, some sort of documentation of the process and then, you know, walk people through that every step of the way. You have to document the whole thing. So creating a course is the same way as like creating a book. You start with the outline. So if you were to take your superpower, maybe it's working your sphere. Well, you probably have a system or a process of working your sphere, you know, following up with people. Okay, well, document that. Lay it all out. Start to outline everything that you do from start, middle to finish. That makes it easy to follow format. So as you recruit and grow your own personal team, you can easily pass that information on to somebody else. They can follow it. It'll answer 99.9% .9 of their questions. And then whenever they come back to you, they just have questions on very, you know, small details, one or two things, and that's it. Um, other than that, you're trying to teach your process and system to somebody every single time they join your team. And that's just not ideal. Or maybe your sales manager or operations manager is doing that. Not ideal for them either. So the thing is, is that the quicker you can document some sort of uh, proven process that has brought you business, then you'll have an asset to grow your personal team to monetize. And if you're at eXp like we are, it allows us to partner with agents, not just across the country, but across the world. Because why would a, an agent in the UK or Australia or South America want to partner with us? Um, other than the fact that we can show them how to do what we did on YouTube. And we know it will work in Australia. And we know it will work in South America. Uh, we know it will work in the UK. They follow the process. So that allows us to attract worldwide, uh, which we do. You know, we have people in our organization, you know, in the UK, in Canada, 
and I'm not sure of the other countries. I'll have to do a double check on that. And so that's a cool opportunity, but I don't have to teach everybody YouTube from scratch every single time. And the ones that want to take advantage of it will take advantage of it. So, you know, that is um, the opportunity there. So the book is a lot like that, but you can do that on Amazon right now today. Now for this book, this book I wanted a lot more. This book I saw having a bigger impact, and I'm talking about passive prospecting now. This book I saw as really being a new standard across the business industry. I, I do believe that because this is something that any small business owner can pick up this book and understand not just the, the principles, but how to do it. And they can implement it in their business. And it is, it'll, it'll, you know, I think people will still want to get involved in our course because it has the visual aspect. You know, we detailed quite a bit here in the book, but overall, there's just some things and there's a lot of pieces uh, in addition to extras that we cover in the course versus the book. But somebody will pick up this book and somebody will make a million dollars just based on reading this book. I know, I know that. I know that. Somebody will pick this up be able to get enough information to make themselves deadly <laughs> when it comes to YouTube and do that. And it could be a real estate agent. It could be a plumber. It could be an electrician. It could be a financial advisor. Somebody will pick up this book and it will click for them and they'll say, you know what? I can do that. And they'll probably even take the extra step and, and get the course anyways because they want to get the visual components and all the extras and everything that goes along with it. But other than that, um, to write this book, again, everything, you know, I needed, I needed an outline. I needed a format. And so that was my, that was my chapters. I thought about what do I want to talk about? How do I position this to be helpful to other people? And something that I've always done is I've always wanted to educate people on YouTube first, because I just felt if I could get people to understand YouTube as a platform first and why it's so important, then they're more likely to apply it to their business or apply it to their real estate company. You know, it's and so I always felt like I had to sell YouTube first and then the rest will follow. So that's why I wanted to lay out the book the way I did, which was the first nine chapters are the principles and the last four chapters, five chapters are how to do it. So you get the marketing understanding and the philosophy and the psychology and why YouTube matters in the first nine chapters, different variations, different viewpoints, and then, then you have the how-to. So I knew it was going to be a lot. It's a lot of information. And now what people don't know is, and I'm not sure, let me look how far back uh, we went. What people don't know is when I was doing these clubhouse rooms about a year ago, which also became the podcast. Uh, let me see when the first one was. Yeah, it looks like July 8th of 2022. So we started this project last July. As far as I can tell, I didn't really document the first time, but uh, we had it was episode, our podcast episode 24, Interruption versus Intention-Based Marketing. That was the first chapter. And that's what I was doing at that time is I was recording the weekly calls 
not only for Clubhouse, but for the podcast, but ultimately, ultimately to be chapters in the book. So this is where we worked with a company. Uh, we worked with a company called Scribe. And Scribe is just that. They scribe. Uh, they will scribe your, your, your content. Now you could write it all out, but that was something that I knew I did not want to do this time. I did not want to start typing all this stuff out because I knew it would be a lot, but I'm pretty good at video and I'm also pretty good at speaking from my heart and my mind that, that I don't have a problem with. I just need to, I just need an audience. And that's why I did it on Clubhouse because anytime that I do something live, even just like right now, that's why I love recording the podcast on Clubhouse versus just recording a podcast because if I'm recording just by myself, I give myself leeway. I give myself opportunity to stop and restart and, uh, you know, just go from there. And then I'm trying to follow a format because I'm trying to keep it in a certain time. But here on Clubhouse, you'll see, uh, I'm recording right now and I have no script. Uh, I'm just speaking everything from as I see it and from my experience and, you know, my heart and my thoughts. And that's what it is. And I knew that's what I would, that's how I wanted the book to come across was to have that open discussion uh, but with an audience, because whenever I know I have an audience present, something about that, I think, steps up my game, makes me want to deliver more value, more impact, and then also makes me really think about what I'm saying so that I know that people are listening and I have the opportunity to either keep them or lose them. So, uh, so I did this uh, July 8th, 2022, and I did this each week. Uh, so I was recording a different chapter, and I would you know, talk for about 30 minutes freestyle. And then if I got a question or two, I would answer those questions and then stop. And of course, we record everything. So from there, I uh, you know, gave it over to our scribe. And what the scribe did was he downloaded the transcript got the transcript and what he started to edit it. He would edit out ands and ums, uh, filler words, or if if there was some sort of uh, stumble on my part, clearly he would clean that up. And then he would either restructure a sentence or two or, you know, take one off or delete or, you know, he would just kind of go through and clean it up, you know, clean it up and then send it back to me. I would read through that and then I would add or take away. Sometimes I would add another paragraph or two. Sometimes I would delete something. Sometimes I'd realize, oh, you kind of said that twice. So I'd have to mark through there. But I would, I would re rewrite it. You know, 80, 90% of it would be done, but then I may add another sentence or two or a paragraph or two. I think the most I added once was three paragraphs, just because once I read through it, I, it made me think of something else. I was like, oh, let me add this new perspective, something like that. So that's what I did. And then I would send it back to him. His name was Mark. Uh, and Mark would read what I wrote and then clean it up, make sure it was grammatically correct. Punctuation was there, like yada, yada, yada. Um, and that was the process. So we would go back and forth basically about four times. I spoke, uh, yeah, I recorded the session. He downloaded it, cleaned that up. Uh, really didn't add or take away, but he may reword a sentence or two. 
uh, based on, and that's what I told them. I'm like, look, he doesn't know YouTube. He doesn't know marketing. Uh, but what he does know is he knows sentence structure. You know, he knows grammar. Uh, I have not studied grammar or sentence structure, anything like that for uh, 20 plus years. <laughs> Maybe, no, I guess I did in college, but here or there. But still, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I, I might be able to tell you what a conjunction is or uh, something like that. But, you know, verbs, nouns, all that stuff, I don't know. I couldn't really tell you the definition other than a noun is a person, place, or thing, right? Um, I guess verb is an action, but uh, adjective. I, I don't know if I can explain what an ad adjective is. <laughs> so, uh, but that's it. You know, that's it. I wanted, I, I wanted the book to be professional and at the same time in my voice, and everything that I believed and, and knew, but how do you do that? Well, that's that's how you do it. Uh, for me, it was speak it, or I could have typed it out. Either way, if I would have typed it all out, we would have done the same thing. I would have sent it to him. He would clean it up, you know, correct any grammar, sentence structure, uh, and make it digestible. That was the whole point. Make it digestible. Make it professional send it back to me, I would add or take away, send it back to him, he would clean that up, send it back to me, and I would get final approval. And once I did that, boom, we were on to the next. And so the reason I did that each week on Clubhouse is because we would pretty much, you know, he sent it to me, I'd send it back to him, I, I, we, that would take about a day. So by the time the next week rolled around, we were pretty much done on the next chapter or done with that chapter so I can move on to the next chapter. So that was that was a patience in itself because you think about 14 chapters, uh, you're, you're immediately telling yourself, okay, I'm gonna do this over the next 14 weeks. And we might have, we might have done one or two, or two chapters in a week here or there. I think we might have, but uh, it took about two chapters. I'm gonna say about two, maybe three chapters at the most where Mark, I, I, I said he found my voice, which means he was so good that he really understood the concept, what I was going for, my voice, my flow uh, within those two chapters. So by the time the third chapter came and I sent that over to him, he did, he did some corrections, you know, restructured a sentence or two, checked out, punctuate, you know, all that stuff, sent it back to me. It was like, I was like, yeah, uh, perfect, you know. So then as we progressed and got, you know, more and more familiar with each other and more through the process, it was a lot easier to work through there. And and then if I wanted to add an extra paragraph or two, which I did once or twice, then uh, then then uh, it was okay, you know. It was just it just went super smooth at that point. So we did that July. August, September, yeah, probably over three months, I guess, which is pretty quick. I think, yeah, we probably had the book written in three months by September of last year, September, October at the latest. Uh, and then I remember it has to go through proofreading, right? So then it would go through proofreading, go through the editors, um, you know, uh, several different departments, that took almost another 60 days. In November, I believe November is when YouTube did their shorts update, uh, their major shorts update. And so that, I told them, I was like, hey, I need to write another chapter. 
because that shorts update changed everything. And I had my thoughts and my perspective and everything else on shorts. And I was like, I've got to include that in the book. Um, so I was I had to add another chapter around November, which probably delayed the process just a little bit. But that's where that's what you have to do to, to make it worth it. And then January, February of this year was finalizing that December, January, February, you would, you'd be surprised. I would, I was like, Hey, the book's done. Let's come out, you know, two weeks later. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, there's so much more on the back end that they had to do as far as, uh, print design. And, and, and over this time as well, we were, you know, going back and forth on print and design and the cover, you know, it was something, uh, the cover that a lot of you had seen that I had posted up on Facebook or our website, you know, that was, that was just like very quick, put this together, you know, make it look like a book, um, up front, just said passive prospecting on a blue cover. It could have worked. It could have worked as a marketing book, but I knew from the beginning, I just had a different vision and, that's how the the cover came around is just thinking about that, you know, kind of chewing on everything was just made me think about it, passive prospecting. And if I rewind a little bit too about the about the book or the title, you know, the thing was is that from the beginning, I just thought I'm going to call the book YouTube for Real Estate. Literally, that's what I thought. YouTube for Real Estate by Levi and Travis. Because I figured, well, Amazon's a search engine. You know, if people ever search YouTube for real estate, I figured our book should pop up since that's the title, <laughs> right? Uh, thought really that simply. But the thing was is that I was talking to Benji Travis, who authored, co-authored YouTube Secrets. You know, I was asking him about the cover or the title, and he was he said, Levi, don't worry about the title. The title will come to you. Just write the book. Just start writing the book. The title will come to you. And so I said, okay. But I was still, I was going to call it YouTube real estate, but I figured, okay, I'm still, I'm going to write the book. And as I work through that, I'm going to, you know, maybe the, the title will come to me. And that's where somewhere, I guess, in the process of writing the book, I, I, I don't remember where, I wish I would have made better notation or documented it, but I just thought of passive prospecting. And it was probably after a discussion of passive income with somebody and I just thought, well, this is what we're doing. We're, we're passively prospecting, passive prospecting. And I thought, that sounds pretty cool. So I first went to Amazon and I just thought, has anybody written a book on passive prospecting? And I didn't find a single book on passive prospecting, not even really referencing passive prospecting at all. Uh, there's one book called Fanatical Prospecting, <laughs> which uh, I think is the polar opposite of our book, uh, and then there was passive income books and things like that. And I thought, wow, not a single book that really even has it in the title. I mean, nothing pulled up for that as far as with that exact phrase or title or anything. So I thought, okay, that's a cool opportunity. I wonder if the domain name is available. That, when the domain name was available, when I found the domain, the I went to GoDaddy and typed in passiveprospecting.com and it's like, that's available. I just thought, Holy cow, how is that even possible? I mean, is that real? Is that even, I mean, it, 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 it's meant to be then, right? I was like, that, that has to be the title of the book. You're telling me I couldn't find anything on Amazon and passive prospecting, the domain name is available for $10? I 
not 3,000, not 6,000, not 12,000, but for $10 because nobody had bought it. And I was like, well, that's that's it. So there it is. And so that that's where passive prospecting came came from. Uh, and then as that developed, I started thinking about the cover. And as the cover came, I was that's just what I envisioned. I just thought about people. I kept thinking about our stat of 30% of our traffic watches our videos on their TV. And now it makes me think, oh, that, that, that could have been a, a different alternative to the cover is maybe having us on somebody's TV in a living room. Um, but I'm not sure if it would have had the same effect. I like this, what we've done now, where we're in the movie theater and you can see the audience just enough, the backs of their heads, that they're all watching the screen. And then we just put, we put a few dollar signs, you know, a few dollar signs on the back of a couple of their heads for the visual of the fact that we're, you know, we're monetizing viewers. People that are viewers are watching. And it's not everybody. It's a small portion. But those small portions matter because we're in real estate. And if we sell a million dollar house, that could be $30,000. Half a million could be $15,000. That's that's pretty significant. And you know, the black and the red wasn't really, uh, I didn't mention that. I just told the editor, I told the publisher, um, I said, look, because they have a full editing team, everything. And I said, this is what I'm thinking. I'm just, I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing us on a movie screen with an audience watching. Uh, that was it. <laughs> Pretty much. That was it. I like, that's, that's just what I'm seeing. You know, I said, uh, I looked at, I showed them a couple of Google images of like theaters uh, you know, which there's no red curtains in here, but that's what I kind of showed them was a Google image of a, a, you know, a theater with red curtains on it. And I just said something kind of like that, you know? Um, and then they came up with, they put the play button, you know, the play button on the center there. We just used a picture of us. Uh, you know, I, one of my favorite pictures of us in the library, we call it the library picture. And I think it's it's just one of my favorite pictures of me and Travis. Um, not sure if the library is the best background for it, but at the same time, you know, uh, I just thought it was, oh, it's a good picture. And then we just need to make it look like it's on the movie screen. And the way they did this with the audience in there, kind of like the red carpet down the middle of the theater, you know, and then they just kind of blacked out the rest, added the title, they made the lettering red, you know, for the subtitle. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much nailed it on the first shot. It was absolutely amazing. I was like, that, you know, that's it. And then I was like, yeah, let's add a couple of dollar signs um, on there. And that's how that's how the cover came about, just working with the right graphic designer. And of course, this publisher has a graphic design team that does this for all types of books. But they, uh, you know, and they sent me a document like, you know, here's an example of all these books, uh, different, you know, titles, fonts, covers, you know, with you on it, with you not on it. You know, uh, a lot of marketing books now have more like pictures on them versus the author. So all these different variations, and I was like, nope, I've got my own thought, you know, of what it looks like, and and they they just nailed it, 
And I, I would say black and red are not your typical marketing colors. But for this cover, I think it just it just works. You know, it works, uh, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. <laughs> so it's like uh, it just it fits so well. And a lot of people say red's a turnoff and red means stop. And I'm just like, uh, I don't really I don't really buy into that. You know, uh, our main colors for passive prospecting are like blue and red. You know where that came from was uh, was Superman. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big superhero fan or anything, but I just I was just thinking, you know, I just really like the the contrast of blue and red for Superman. But I also wanted red. The reason I wanted red is because of YouTube. You know, I mean, YouTube is red. So so that's where our main colors like blue and red. I just thought, you know. That's what I like. I like that contrast. I, I like blue, but red plays more into YouTube, and I think they're a good contrast. And so that's where we went with that. Now the cover, the cover was is black and red, but for the setting, for the theater, all of that, I, I think I think it works really really well, and it's something that I'm I couldn't be happier about. And you know the other part about YouTube for real estate. The other reason why I started to shy away from that was because of all my travels and I love looking at airport bookstores. I love just going in there, seeing what's on the shelf, kind of like perusing and, and flipping through a couple of books. And I just thought to myself one day, I was like, you know, YouTube for real estate will never be on an airport book bookshelf. It's too niched. It's just way too niched. It'll never be on an airport bookshelf. And I thought, you know, passive prospecting could be on an airport bookshelf. And then on top of it, I thought, well, do I want to write this just for real estate agents? And I started to think about Ryan Serhant's book, Sell It Like Serhant. And I thought, you know what? He's really positioned that book as a sales book and just uses real estate as his examples of how he did sales deals, sales negotiations. And so that's what led me to say, you know what? I don't want to write this just for real estate agents. I want to write this and have it be applicable to any small business owner that wants to do this, but we'll use real estate as our examples. But I'll I'll make it applicable so somebody can adjust it if they're a financial advisor or a plumber or an electrician, you know, uh, in that format. And so now I can appeal to a broader audience. And that's what um, led to the evolution of that. So all of that through the process. And we kind of talked a little bit about this yesterday on a clubhouse call because uh, they were asking me about the book too, is that, you know, motion creates emotion. Motion creates emotion. And if you're not sure, sometimes you just need to start uh, if you're not sure. Now, I do believe in having an outline or having a plan to at least follow, but otherwise, a lot of your motivation, a lot of your interest, a lot of your emotion will come from the actual motion. It's like the gym every morning, especially in the wintertime. I do not want, I mean, I really do not want to go to the gym every morning. I wake up and my alarm goes off. I'm thinking I'm so comfortable. This bed feels so great. I would just love to lay here for another two hours uh, instead of going to the gym and putting myself through what I'm about to put it through. Uh, but 
mind over matter, you know, you are not your thoughts, you are what you do. So if I sit up, guess what? Even though I'm thinking I wanna stay in bed for the next two hours and it's nice and warm and cozy, I just get up, I sit up. Uh, that's kinda like Mel Robbins' five second rule as well. You know, five, four, three, two, one, go. Uh, because the longer you start thinking about something of what not to do, the closer you get to not doing it. But if you just move your body, then then that saying of you, you're not your thoughts, you, you are what you do, you are not your thoughts, you are what you do, takes truth because you could be thinking something, but if you just say, just like, I don't want to make this video, I don't want to make this video, but then you press record and you're like, all right, let's go, I'm making this video. And if you just move yourself into that position, then you tend to act. And... So as I started to write the book, even though I didn't have the title, didn't have the cover, didn't have a lot of those components, they, they came with the motion, you know, the thought process, the creativeness, you know, as you get more dialed into it, it all just starts to appear. And that's the opportunity that anyone listening to this right now has with whatever it is you're working on, whether you want to work on a book or you want to work on a course or you want to work on your sales process or getting better at closing the deal or getting more listing appointments or you know working better with buyers uh, you know closing uh, getting buyer I mean whatever the case may be you have to get into the motion of it you know you have to do it and then that's where the process gets better easier more refined and you get more creative and you start thinking of better ways to do it it's why anytime I started a new industry, and this has been my formula for success for so long, which is who's at the top, how did they get there, um, how can I model that, how can I adjust it to fit my personality, and then how can I be better? Because I've always wanted to be the best, period. And that's from that's just in competition with myself. But if I'm going to go into something, I want to be I want to be the best at it, and I've done that in every industry. But I stopped. And I looked at, okay, who's at the top, first of all? How did they get there? What are they doing? You know, what makes them so special to be number one? And then I would say, okay, I'm going to try that out. I'm going to model their success. And then as I started to do that, I got in motion. That created emotion. That created uh, my creativeness. That created uh, things and gaps that I saw that I thought, you know what? I think I could do this differently. I could do this a little bit better. I could do it this way. And it always allowed me to become number one very quickly, uh, whether I was selling gym memberships, cell phones, pharmaceuticals, financial services, and now real estate. And real estate I was the most scared about because I just didn't hear of people coming in their first year and having breakout success. It was mostly a struggle. And that's what really scared me because I was my oldest I'd ever been. Of course, we all are our oldest we've ever been right now. But I was 41 years old and I thought I was starting over. And I thought, this is terrible. I can't, I, I, it scared me to death because my friends in real estate had been in real estate for 15, 20 years. They were super successful. And here I was starting over again. And I knew how much agents mostly struggle in the first year or two or three. 
And that did not excite me at all whatsoever. Did not motivate me. Did not make me go, oh, okay, I'm going to tackle this head on. And didn't make me say, I'm going to make a million dollars, my friend. It just, I was thinking, how do I develop a plan, put it in motion, take action, get going, get some transactions under my belt, and then I'll figure it out from there. That was it, just getting started. Um, you know, I did my research before and, you know, thought I was going to do other social media platforms, but they didn't fit my personality. And then I discovered YouTube and thought, okay, I think I see a plan here. I'm going to, I'm going to go the YouTube route. I'm going to put everything I absolutely can into this. And, and that was it. I tried to be the best at it and ended up hitting over a million in commissions the first year. And really did that in the last nine months because we still didn't sell anything the first quarter of, of 2021. So, you know, that's it. That's the process. The process is figure out how you're going to do it. If you're a reader and a writer, you like to type, uh, you have to develop your outline. You have to start typing. And as you start typing, I heard this, I, I don't know if it was, it was Ernest Hemingway or some famous author like that back in the day, but... I read that he would stop, when he stopped writing for the day, he would stop in the middle of a sentence. Not at a paragraph or the chapter, he would stop in the middle of a sentence. So that way when he came back the next day, it was almost like he just immediately got back into the motion and started to add on to that sentence versus trying to cold start a new paragraph or a new chapter. And again, I think that just plays into the fact that you got to find... Um, your groove, you know, you got to find your method and how, what works for you. So, so develop your outline. That's first and foremost. And that way you have your business plan and outline is like a business plan and you know, okay, I've got 14 chapters. Cool. I'm going to work on the first chapter today and I'm work on the next one next week or tomorrow or whatever the time may be. And if you're a reader and a writer and you like to type, start typing it out. If you're someone like me who's better on video, more comfortable doing that and talking, talk it out. Make sure you're recording. You can download the transcription. You can clean that up yourself. You could put it through a, a website, I don't know, Grammarly or something like that. It could probably clean it up for you. You could probably put it into ChatGPT right now. Have that clean it up for you so you may not even need a scribe. But I wanted somebody to work with and to bounce ideas off of and to kind of walk me through a little bit of that process as well. So so that's what I did. And we found each other. He found my voice, I would say, very quickly within two chapters. And that just made the last 12 chapters very easy to write and follow. And then it's just one bite at a time. The cover, the title, um, the ebook, now the Audible, you know, all of that. It's part of the process, but in the end, it'll all be done. It's all done right now, except for the Audible. That'll be done by Friday. And we have a finished book. And I was already thinking <laughs> this morning, I was already thinking about the second edition because I've already thought about what I could do better, what I would do differently, uh, you know, and so... I don't know, it may wait a year, and then who knows? I mean, YouTube will update anyway, so it probably wouldn't hurt to come out with the 2024 version. Then I could change up a lot of the things that I would do differently. So, you know, it's just it's just a process, and 
step by step and that's what I encourage everyone to to do you know get in motion and motion creates emotion and from there I believe everything will work itself out so all right well we're still live on uh, Facebook and YouTube I think that's it for the room today Chrissy uh, anything you would like to add there Nope. You said it best. I think, you know, ultimately it's just having a plan and it's, it's kind of how we've built the entire YouTube channel as a whole and just passing that on to the book process. And it's just having a plan and then actually taking some action on it. Because if you really are serious about doing a book, there's a way to do it. And there's different ways for everybody. Some people, they like self-publishing better than going with, you know, a publisher or, or whatnot, but you find what works for you, do the research, make the outline and then take action and start doing it. And you can create a book pretty quickly so yeah and if you want to do the way i did it uh, clearly you will see you get what you pay for <laughs> so the um you know i did the first book uh i think that through author house i think that cost me 700 dollars, which seemed like a lot back then i'm like uh uh but not a lot of guidance just pieced it all together and it's funny you look at that book and it's i think it's uh way below average. It's, I'll just say that. It's way below average. Now you look at my second book, uh, How I Healed Naturally. That was my own project. Um, I did it all by myself. Now, granted, it was only, it's only like a 75-page book, I think. But it's just really there to help people with with uh, digestive disease. But I did it all myself, found the the formatters on Fiverr, you know, got them to reformat it, got the cover designed, and then uploaded everything to KDP, did it all myself. But, you know, in uh, three years, it's got two stars, you know, two reviews, because again, it wasn't something I tried to promote or, or publish. It really cost me, I mean, if you added all that together other than my time, you know, maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars to do all that, you know, for graphics and formatting, very simple. You work with a company like Scribe, like I did, and it's a they're a legitimate publisher. They published David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, and they many, many more. That's probably the most recognizable book um, by them. But uh, you know, their package their package is fifty thousand dollars. And that I was willing to pay because I know the amount of work and I know uh, the process um, that I wanted it to be done by a professional company that was gonna set everything up and it was worth the investment, <clears throat> you know? And so that company yeah, is called Scribe, but now the publisher mm -hmm. is, uh, is Lioncrest. And so uh, same company, like I said, David Goggins went through and, and several other well-known books. I just don't have them in front of me, but overall, it was well, well worth it to basically you're like paying a coach. That's like paying a book coach to walk you through every aspect and every step of the way. And they included all, you know, we got the graphic design, all that good stuff. Um, so it was a very seamless process for me. And, and with the time constraints and travel and everything that I did, it was that was well worth it. So. You know, that's a step up, but otherwise you can do what you want to do. And now, you know, I could have published this, self-published this on Amazon. 
as well, probably done everything. Um, and we've got the audience and the community now to, to have the impact. So I don't know, I probably could have done it for a lot less, but you know, you get what you pay for. I did not want to rely on myself <laughs> as the, uh, as the graphic designer, the publisher. I mean, I, I would have hired all that out and I could have done it through KDP, but I wanted this to be worked on by professionals to be as legit as possible and which I'm I'm just going to say it's legit. And you know, that was well worth the investment. So, you know, I'm super proud of that and I think it's something that it's just something I've always wanted to do and they helped guide me through that entire process and so it's been it's been a lot of fun. So, all right. Well, yep. and just on that note before we end, we just letting you guys know we've had a self-published book that we've been working on as a team hmm. that's like a companion book we've been working on it for like eight months so if you're working with somebody on fiber we've gone the other route too and i can tell you that it's going to prepare yourself to spend a lot of time trying to make it work <laughs> so it's there it's available i don't recommend it personally yeah all right, well, let's close up shop there for today. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you next week. By the way, go to PassiveProspecting.com or Amazon. You can go to Amazon. We are live on Amazon. And I saw they've got the hardcovers now on uh, three-day shipping, so I, I don't know what happened there. They were a month out, but now they're on three-day shipping for hardcovers. Oh, yeah, I thought they were a month out. That's what I was telling people, but there you go. There you go. All right. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.